Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yes, it's another emergency podcast. Sunday, October 1st. 2023. I'm Jay Skeets here in the yard with my guy, Trey Kirby, who literally just finished eating a sandwich before we went live. What's up, TK? PBJO. <laughs> Is that what it was, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Throwback Skeets. A little creamy peanut butter with some four fruit jelly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, Skeets, you know I get hangry. Peanut butter? You know, I get really hangry, um, and I haven't eaten yet today, so I was like, before I talk to anybody, let me get some nutrition inside of me, uh, so I'm not raging here at Joe Cronin and Brad Stevens. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Who's the peanut butter in this trade? Who's the jelly? Let's talk about it. (laughs) Hello to everybody joining us live on YouTube. We appreciate you joining us here on a Sunday afternoon for this little emergency podcast. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe and all you podcast listeners do the same. This one, the pod version, may be coming out a little bit later than normal. Our guy JD is actually doing something on the weekend. So uh, hold tight, but we're here live to talk about a deal. And that's right. It is the Portland Trail Blazers trading guard Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics in exchange for Robert Williams III, Malcolm Brogdon, a protected 2024 first-round pick acquired by way of the Warriors, and Boston's own 2029 unprotected first-rounder. Okay, so that's two players, two picks for Mr. Two-Way himself, Drew Holiday. Your thoughts, TK? All right, my thoughts. Where to begin, Skeets? I think uh, let's start with the Celtics here because they're getting Drew Holiday. They're getting the best player in the deal, and I think this is a great move. For the Celtics. People I see in the stream team, I'm sure there have been comments online talking about how this is going to hurt the Celtics' depth, sending out two important players in Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams uh, and just bringing one back. But I think that's something they can address further down the line. Um, after the Damian Lillard trade, the Bucks kind of vaulted to number one in the Eastern Conference in my mind, but it was still a toss-up, I thought, with Boston uh, for who you're going to say is the favorites uh, in the East. That's probably still the case right now, and it's all just a matter of opinion uh, on if you're taking the Celtics or the Bucks here. I think the Celtics got a little bit closer with this Drew Holiday move. We know that they had already tried to trade Malcolm Brogdon once this offseason. Robert Williams, I think, is going to be a bigger loss uh, to me just because he can have such a huge impact when he's out on the court. But he's had a little bit of trouble staying on the court here uh, for the past couple of seasons. And, you know, even being able to play more than 25 minutes has been an issue at times. But I think the Celtics bringing in Giroux is a great move. Not dissimilar to the teams that they've had in the past with Marcus Smart. They're kind of similar players at this point in their career, but the Celtics also do have Chris Stapps Porzingis, who came in in the Marcus Smart trade. So I think their starting five is going to be really, really good. I think the Bucks' starting five is also going to be really, really good. So 
Looking mean and green in the Eastern Conference right here. I thought this is a great move for the Celtics to hop in here and get Drew Holiday. They'll worry about the depth later, but going into the season, they got to be considered a co-favorite with Milwaukee. Yeah, I would agree with that. According to Woj, the uh, the Celtics were among the teams at the very top of Drew's wish list, too, in recent days. And uh, the expectation here is that Boston is eager to retain him long-term because he does have one year left on his deal, uh, on his current contract. So that's something to keep in mind. And I think it just came down the Celtics sort of had uh, obviously the more significant trade package, right, to beat out some of these other teams. Our guy, Sam Vecini at The Athletic, he nailed this one. He called this trade almost exactly. He had to call him up over the last couple of days, six possible Drew Holiday trades. And a lot of them were like this idea of like an Eastern Conference arms race. That's something we had talked about, right? After the Dame trade, like, oh man, who's going to get Drew? Especially one of these Eastern Conference teams, the Heat, the Sixers, or the Celtics. So the Celtics get it done. But Sam had it like this. He had it, Drew Holiday going to Boston for Brogdon, check. Time Lord, check. Two first-round picks, you know, check. Maybe we thought they would both be Boston, but one of them, the Warriors there, heavily protected. But the final piece he had in there was Peyton Pritchard, and obviously he's not, from what we know right now, not involved in this deal, but good call here from Sam. I was intrigued by some of the other ones he had, you know, him going to the Heat, him possibly Drew Holiday, going to the Warriors if you wanted to get crazy, but this is a pretty good, significant package for a guy that didn't play a second on your team obviously comes over in the Drew Holiday thing, or the Dame thing. Um, not bad with with these two pieces. And Brogdon could be rerouted. Oh, I have to it. imagine Brogdon is going somewhere else. We've heard uh, for months now that the Blazers are devoted to their young guards, the Triple yep. S crew. Um, and like I said... Brogdon was traded at one point already uh, this offseason. So he will be a guy who I think is in a little bit of demand. It's kind of funny. It's like the Blazers are just like going down the tiers of point guards uh, in the NBA, going from Lillard to Drew to Malcolm Brogdon. All good players, but you're getting like one fewer first round pick as you keep going. That being said, I think basically the teams who were in on Lillard, who didn't get him, who were then in on Drew Holiday and didn't get him, probably are going to be in on Malcolm Brogdon here as well. The Sixers, maybe they get in the mix. Maybe the Heat get in the mix. And we know the Clippers have been interested uh, in the past as well. But the final net for the Blazers that you've seen kicking around Skeets, Aiton, Williams, Brogdon, a 24 first round pick being the Warriors, two unprotected in 29, the Celtics and the Bucks, and then pick swaps in 28 and 30. Joe Cronin's been working. We heard all about his moleskin notebook over the weekend. This guy must yep. be getting the five pack from Amazon or something like that because he's been making all kinds of trick crazy calls. Um, but I think this is nice uh, for the Blazers. They waited it out and waiting, it's the hardest part, but sometimes it pays off. Do you consider this the definition of a haul at the end <laughs> of the day for Damian Lillard? Is this haul, H-A-U-L worthy to Trey Kirby? Or is this... It sounds like you're leaning towards good job, Joe. Wait a wait out, and you're not you're not upset with what's coming back there. But is it a haul? That's what I gotta know. Uh, this is definitely a good job, Joe. And man, I, I'll consider this a haul. They got a young player, a recent number one overall pick, and DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. They got Robert Williams, a guy I really like. And by all accounts, the Blazers want to keep both of them around. I think that's kind of interesting. Kind of tells you what they think about Aiton as a player. Probably a more perimeter-based guy, and they'll let him expand his game uh, a little further out. And then Robert Williams would likely be 
the main rim defender and roller kind of type. So I think that's okay. Brogdon, like I said, I don't think he's going to stick around long term. And then they have five picks. One of them coming soon in 2024. But the next four are when Scoot Henderson is going to have been playing for five to six years in the NBA. Mm -hmm. That's when he's coming up for his next big contract. Not to mention you will have gotten to see exactly what he's like out in the NBA. So even if these Bucks picks, even if these Celtics picks, even if they end up being late in the 20s, you know, if Giannis sticks around, if the Celtics are able to keep Jason and Jalen around and they're picking, you know, 25 through 30, those picks are still valuable to the Blazers to add young contributors around what you assume is going to be their core of Henderson and who else pops and meshes well with him in the next five seasons. So, yeah, you know, when you see Rudy Gobert go for four first-round picks on his own, maybe this doesn't necessarily look like a haul like that, but I think the Blazers did a really good job, and I think the math has changed with the new CBA coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think, yeah, is this an all-caps haul? Maybe not, but I still do consider this an H-A-U-L. Yeah, I think uh, I would just push back and I see some people going, well, they're going to be able to flip Brogdon for a first rounder now. I'm not so sure about that with his with his health issues, especially. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. And if I, I think they would be wise to actually keep Robert Williams the third. I know there was some talk. Oh, I mean, they could. I mean, it's more likely you could flip him for a first rounder than I think it is Brogdon at this point. But uh, they'll get something in return, even if it's a, a young prospect or two. Or it's like, yeah, two second round picks or something like that. And maybe one of them sort of early in the second round. But not bad overall as you went through that. Um, from the Celtics side of things, you know, you were debating sort of where they are with the Bucks after Damian Lillard goes to Milwaukee. Um, do you feel like they've had a... Like a successful offseason here. I mean, their big thing here is Porzingis and Holiday. And to get there, it was like Muscala and Gallinari and Brogdon and Time Lord and then their own 2029 pick. Uh, overall, though, I mean, they got to play. You know, of course, you got to be out there, especially Porzingis. But you think this is this is good to pair with the Jays here? You don't mind it? I don't mind it. It does feel to me like uh, the Celtics... For the past couple of seasons, their strength to me has been their defense. Uh, And then they just kind of have been playing a high-variance game in three-point shooting. Despite the fact that Drew is a really good defender, I think that they have probably taken a little bit of a step back uh, on defense, wanting to take a step forward on offense because they've been just so hit and miss. I don't know how Drew Holiday affects that. We've seen him become very Marcus Smartish in his ups and downs, his trick-or-treat sort of nature. Um, But I do think the Celtics we're kind of trying to fight getting stale. We've heard Doc Rivers talk about that a lot in the past where a team who stays together for a while, eventually you just got to shake things up. And that's kind of how the Celtics approached things here. It started with the Marcus Smart yeah. trade and maybe losing him and just his attitude and the way he's able to organize the team is going to be their biggest miss here. But they've still got a lot of continuity. They've still got a lot of vets who are going to be able to Uh, instruct the younger players and get everybody on the same page. So I think it's been a pretty worthy change up here uh, for Boston. And then once the Damian Lillard trade hit, I kind of feel like they did have to do something to stay in the arms race here. And they made a pretty solid move. Who doesn't like Drew Holiday? Of course they want to keep him around. The guy can play both sides of the ball. Seems like a great dude and he's not monopolizing a million possessions. So he's easy to slot in everywhere. Yeah, if you're keeping track of like sort of the Celtics ledger from the offseason when you're just looking at like key pieces, it's two Williams gone, right? Robert Williams III, Grant Williams, who's now in Dallas, and Marcus Smart, as Trey said in that trade. And then you've got Porzingis and Drew Holiday. So, so three out, two in. 
and you could talk yourself into those guys coming in, better players than the uh, previous three, especially because Robert Williams III just couldn't stay healthy. I mean, if the guy if the guy was playing 80 games a season, uh, you know, he's not going anywhere. He's probably there and part of that future and and part of their core. Um, but it's just a it's unfortunate knock on him at this point. It's, it happens all the time with him. It's very difficult for him to stay out there. So, yeah, we'll see what they do. I, I'm with you 100% that after the Dame move, it was... Okay, you know, we got to we got to do something here. You know, we're still there. We're in the mix. We got obviously all NBA talent, but uh we could really use someone to maybe like quote unquote replace Marcus Smart that can play both sides of the ball. And holy crap. Drew Holiday and Derek White as a backcourt defensively, is there a better one in the league? I mean, if those guys are both out there at the same time just like defensive reasons like that is some shut down perimeter defense there. Uh, so that's that's scary for these other teams. And I got to point out, we know that Drew has shut down Dame before. Oh, baby. In a postseason back in the day. So if you want to get spicy and look ahead to a potential playoff matchup between those teams, the Bucks and the Celtics, you know, Boston's going to be happy with that. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It was the 2018 playoffs. Uh, the Pelicans swept the Blazers uh, mm. out. Um, and that was when literally Drew Holiday probably like first made his bones as a as a playoff player. You've heard a lot of talk recently, Skeets, about, you know, him shooting under 40% for his entire playoff tenure as a buck. Uh, Kevin O'Connor likes to call him Eric Bledsoe on offense. That's fine. He's now going to be, at best, the third option on the, on the Celtics. You know, it'll probably be him and Porzingis taking turns being the third option, which maybe that's tough to figure out because both those guys are used to having the ball more often. Uh, but yeah, I do like uh, the added spice of Drew Holiday versus Dame Lillard. And well, that's probably one of Dame's lowest moments in the playoffs, getting swept out after having a pretty solid team there. Meanwhile, it's yeah. one of Drew's greatest moments until he got uh, to the Bucks championship. So that'll be spicy uh, if they actually end up meeting. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. So after this goes down, after Drew makes his way to Boston, I immediately check the schedule. I'm like, well, when's Milwaukee playing Boston? Like, is this like one of these like, uh, you know, opening week games? Is it way later buried in the new calendar uh, or the next uh, year calendar year? I should say no. November 22nd. Not bad. Celtics. Bucks. About a month into the season. A little less than a month. Let's call it three weeks or so. Um, so that's exciting. That's juicy. I did see as well the Bucks. Their reign, if you want to call it that, as the uh, odds-on favorite to win the title, didn't last very long. The Celtics are now the favorites to win the ship. I think it went, uh, the Celtics went from plus 550 to now plus 375. 
Uh, and the Bucks have gone to plus 400, so they've dipped a little bit from plus 350. And then you've got the Nuggets and Suns there uh, right on their right on their tails as uh, favorites coming out of the West and to win the whole thing. Yeah, so that's how these things go, right? Make a big move, flips one way, um, somebody else makes another move, flips the other way. They lose Vegas, man, they never lose. <laughs> exactly, it's whoever's the most newsy. Guess what, you're the favorites yeah. uh, right now. So uh, I would say bet Denver. <laughs> Just bet Denver. Yeah. They're barely in the news right now, and guess what, they're def- defending champions with the most continuity and the best player in the league. I don't know, though, Skeets. What do you think? Who do you have as the favorite in the Eastern Conference, you know, hours after this trade happened? Are you going Boston or Milwaukee? I think I still lean towards Milwaukee. What's fascinating, though, now with both these teams, like sort of going top-heavy, if you want to call it that, like they have lost a lot of depth, like both squads. It may not matter come playoff time, but it sure as hell could matter in a regular season if one of your stars or two are banged up and miss time. And then obviously you're playing sort of backup guys uh, in in more um, in a heavier role that could have an effect on your record and your seating and who you see and home court advantage and all that. Um, but I still think I lean towards uh, Milwaukee just slightly, slightly so. Um, yeah, I would be with you, you just you. because I think once you get down to players three through fifteen, gonna be pretty even. So when you're looking at the top two though. I would take Giannis over Tatum, and I would take Lillard over Jalen Brown. Personally, I can see making the argument the other way, so I have Milwaukee just a hair ahead as well. Well, okay, who the hell on the Celtics is going to stop Giannis now that arguably three of their guys that they put on him, I'm including Smart, who would see him at time, two Williams, Smart, they're gone. Okay, Horford, obviously, (laughs) Porzingis, I guess. But then uh, the flip side of that is who on who on uh, Milwaukee is stopping <laughs> yeah. the wings on the Jays? I mean, it's that's that's what makes this it should be such a great matchup. Hopefully, we see them in the playoff series. Yeah, styles make fights, and you're right. The strengths of one team are kind of the holes of the other team, so that'll be interesting to see. But like you're saying, both teams don't have a ton of depth right now. Most of the both of these deals have been multiple players going out from the team acquiring for just one guy uh, coming back, yeah. but. I think that just means that the Bucks and the Celtics are both, both going to be pretty active throughout the season trying to acquire players, whether it be at the trade deadline or once buyouts come around. Like, I'm just thinking through my brain of random bigs who might be available for the Celtics, you know, come February and March. It's like Jeff Green might not stick around Houston forever. Same with Jock Landale, like Jeremiah Robinson Earl is a name I've heard kicking around who could be cut by the Oklahoma City Thunder just because they're running into a roster crunch. Like, they can roll Luke Cornett out there right now to do the Cornett contest. He's going to be overtaxed for the first half of the season, but they will have him replaced as a third big, I would have to imagine, come playoff time. What about Dwight Howard? What about Dwight Howard? <laughs> is he on a roster? I don't think he's on the Warriors roster, is he? That uh, Dwight Howard is leading the summer in meetings taken. We all remember what he did against Jokic in 2020. That was almost four years ago, Skeets. The Warriors said, thanks but no thanks, Dwight. Maybe the Celtics bring him in. I don't know. They could at least talk to him and see uh, what he likes. I would be nervous, though. Bringing Dwight Howard to Boston, eating all those baked beans. Ugh. (laughs) Disgusting. Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't think about that part angle. Yeah, man. Interesting. Uh, to, to go back to uh, the, dro- the Joe Cronin moleskin journal that you uh, mentioned, I saw a guy, Alex Wong, he had a funny tweet. He said, Joe Cronin's moleskin journal really shook up the East, upgraded the Bucks and Celtics, got Sixers fans down bad, 
and Heat fans tweeting, Dame carried his kids on his arms because he didn't want to high-five Bucks fans. His heart isn't in it. <laughs> if you saw that video of Dame uh, carrying his kids while he was getting greeted in Milwaukee. Alex Wong. Hilarious. Um, but yeah, all I think about now, anytime sort of a, a quote-unquote big trade goes down, especially in the Eastern Conferences... We are just one step closer to Trey Kirby's prediction of Joel Embiid making his way to the Miami Heat and teaming up with Jimmy down in South Beach. I'm sure you think the same. Uh, it definitely hasn't changed because I do think that when you're looking at those, these two trades as a whole, the Lillard trade and now the subsequent uh, Drew Holiday trade, I had the Heat as the biggest loser uh, for the Lillard trade and maybe... Maybe the Sixers are the biggest loser here because another team just is staying a step ahead of them. They've had trouble taking down Boston already. Now it seemed like, okay, maybe we've got an uh, an opening here. But no, they beefed up their roster. And meanwhile, the Heat just keeps striking out on potential acquisitions here. So Malcolm Brogdon, I guess, come on down perhaps. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. It's not looking too good. It feels like a two-team race in the East, at least, you know, on October 1st. And you did say that part where Portland goes from from Dame to Drew to Brogdon for now. How they're trading like point guards for like slightly less valuable point guards. Who's the next step down from Malcolm Brogdon? <laughs> like if we're going to continue on this path, uh, That's tough. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I'm just thinking uh, the heater on my mind. So I'm like, Lowry, you know, he's got a championship. He's a multiple-time All-Star, but he's later on in his career. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. if you got him or Brogdon higher on your tier list. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It's yeah. tough. Maybe someone in the comments, someone yeah. in the uh, stream team can help us out. Who's like the next level down from Brogdon? Uh, any other thoughts here on Drew Holiday going to the Boston Celtics? And uh, the Blazers, you know, getting some more assets there in terms of players and picks. And again, maybe they're not done. Uh, any final thoughts? I guess my final thought is what's happening with James Harden? <laughs> Training camp starts tomorrow, Skeets. And we heard all summer from both Daryl Morey and from James Harden, we're ready to get uncomfortable. The real uncomfortable stuff starts tomorrow. If the Sixers don't make a move here, I don't necessarily know if the Blazers are now going to be trading Brogdon for James Harden and then having to figure out yet another trade. That seems unlikely to me. Um, but they're running out of places for James Harden to go just because he's got such a big contract. and It's going to be harder and harder to find the perfect match for him. So it's looking like we're going to have some awkwardness in Philadelphia soon. Yeah, especially when you consider one of those uh, proposed trades that did make some sense was Drew going to Philly with James Harden going to L.A. and then other stuff going to Portland. I know that was one that was uh, getting kicked around a lot, but that's obviously not happening now. Yeah, we wait and see here with uh, James Harden. He's not going to be showing up at camp, is he? <laughs> called the GM a liar. <laughs> he threw a party where everybody called him a liar. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we saw Harden make things really awkward uh, when he was leaving Houston. So let's see what else he's got in the bag. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what we think on Drew Holiday going to the Celtics. We wait to see about James Harden. I'm sure we'll fire up another emergency podcast uh, if that goes down in the next, I don't know, hours, days, weeks. We'll find out. We should be back in the factory on Tuesday. We're going to do something really fun. We are going to draft our best and worst NBA predictions from last season. We've never done this before. 
always making predictions at the start of seasons. We do week, uh, at least a week worth of shows making predictions. And then, you know, the season starts and we're just on and into the season. But we thought, wouldn't it be fun to actually look back at last year's predictions and see what we nailed and what we all, uh, you know, absolutely botched. And we can make it a fun little draft. So that's what TK and I are going to do. I've had a lot of fun actually listening to those uh, podcasts or watching them on, on YouTube. And, you know. Look, hey, spoiler, we got some things correct. (laughs) Some things terribly wrong. So we'll have some fun. That'll be Tuesday and uh, any other news that goes down in the NBA. Thanks so much again for joining us live here. Hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that little notification bell so you know when we're going live. And all you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Before we go, Trey, you were gone for the weekend at like some indoor water park? Is that what that is? Yeah, went to Great Wolf Lodge. It's a hotel and indoor water park and, you know, just uh, anything that a kid would want to do that has the most extreme decibel levels, they have it in there and they put it indoors and then they pump in music. And somehow, I don't know, Skeets, they must have a reverb filter in here because it feels like every noise you hear is somehow amplified. The entire time. So, you know, first 24 hours, I'm chilling. And once we get to those second 24 hours, it can be a little overwhelming for me. (laughs) There is no outdoor part to this water park. It's all indoors. There is an outdoor pool, and there are definitely multiple slides where you start indoors and go outside. How wild. Ah, okay, okay. Because, I mean, it was beautiful this weekend. I mean, it was hot enough. Yeah, it was nice. To be at an outdoor water park, but then, yeah, you're indoors for most of it. Oh, man. Anyway, kids don't care. They're just in the water. Oh, they had a great time. Those kids were raging. Raging, and yeah. Did you see any, uh, well, I was going to say, did you see any wolves? (laughs) Uh, Not real ones. Yeah, stuffed wolves. You know, I was walking around with uh, ears on, howling at the moon. They did play Werewolves (laughs) of London. I, like, said jokingly to Laura, I'm like, I wonder if they'll play Werewolves of London. We heard it within 10 minutes. (laughs) Ow! Okay, respect. Exactly. Great wolf. Lodge. Uh, all right. <laughs> <Guys>. Respect. <laughs> respect to the wolves and the lodges of the Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you on Tuesday unless we get a hard and emergency podcast. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, oh! Embrace <laughs> the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.